Welcome back to another episode of In Enemy Territory. We've got a great one for you today. As I welcome you guys back, I welcome myself back. It's been a handful of months, and I haven't been able to get these out here as frequently as I would like. And hopefully this will kickstart getting back into the swing of things as I continue my journey to round out the calendar. And this will be the 24th overall episode, I believe, 24th, 25th. Um, so we got a lot more on the calendar as there's 366 days to get to. So we're just about at the 10% mark. If I can put a few, you know, another 10 out or so, we will reach the 10% mark, which just shows there's a lot of great sports to get to. And I really hope we can one day make it to the end. But for now, season two, continuing, this will be the 10th episode. Um, I don't even know what seasons really mean anymore, given I just had a, a four-month break. But anyways, in the grand scheme of the future, when people will find this podcast, they will binge it, and the four-month gap will not have meant anything to them. And this will just be the next episode. So we'll call it season two, episode 10. We've got some great stuff. Um, before we get into it, one last note, I'm actually working on putting together a blog form website that I will post my notes that I record, uh, uh, you know, that I go off of as I record, I'm going to post my notes for people to see and kind of look you know, if the, if you don't have time to kind of listen to it or if you want to look back without having to re-listen to the whole episode, you can see like, okay, here's the stuff that, that happened today and, and uh, a little bit of background, you know, behind the scenes stuff that goes into making the podcast. So today we are talking June 17th on the calendar. We've got a couple of big moments, and we've got some highlights, some birthdays, uh, some great stuff. So let's jump right into it. Um, one of the most unforgettable moments in 1994, there was actually two really big things happening on that day. Um, first of all, uh, was the unforgettable uh, at that point i was just about two years old not even so to me i never i didn't experience it live but i came across it while researching for the podcast the unforgettable oj simpson car chase he you know the his ex-wife and and her whatever he was boyfriend or just whatever friend um that were found dead was declared a double homicide and OJ was the number one suspect, obviously. We all know the story, but um, OJ went on the run. They declared him a fugitive. And as it turned out, his buddy was driving his car. He had a gun to his own head, apparently, and he was saying, drive, drive, drive me to my mother's house. And someone on the highway saw him, reported it. They got a helicopter up there. They were following him. They got, like... 30 cop cars that were chasing him for like 60, 70 miles. And the whole thing was broadcast on live television. Actually, it was during the NBA finals um, between Houston and I forget who they were playing. But anyways, 
um, it was nationwide that everyone was watching this high speed car chase down the highway where OJ, everyone thought OJ had also apparently left some uh, suicide sounding note where he said, you know, I love you and you and, you know, I'm sorry. And this isn't me. And it's, it sounded very, um, fatalic, if that's a word, fatal and, and last minute, you know, confessions or whatever it was. So everyone thought OJ was here about to kill himself and they were all freaking out. Um, but he eventually pulls up at his mom's house. He goes inside and he comes out and gave himself up and they arrested him and the rest was history. But, um, I've seen and I've heard, you know, from talking to people that like people who experienced watching it, you know, one of them, I think was my dad. Don't quote me, but if you're listening to this, Tati, let me know if I got this right. They said that there's two or actually three, um, when, uh, when, uh, John F. Kennedy was assassinated, there's three things that they remember exactly where they were in their life when it happened. And it is when Kennedy was assassinated, the OJ Simpson car chase and the nine 11, uh, terrorist attacks. So on this day, 27 years ago, um, the whole nation was tuned in to watch this car chase unfold and, you know, everyone, you know, no one was killed after the murders, that is. But uh, no one on the highway got hurt or anything. They all kind of pulled over. And oddly enough, there was people kind of like cheering on the side of the road. It was kind of weird uh, from some of the YouTube documentaries or videos that I've watched talking about it. It was kind of a weird experience. Um, they had they had former teammates of his go on the radio and try to talk him down and tell him that they love him and if he does pull over they can get it all sorted out i don't even know if if they had the radio on but they were really trying to appeal to him to just not kill himself and they weren't 100 sure what he wanted to do but i think he was kind of just freaking out and that's what spurred the whole thing but 27 years ago today that was happening um a couple of big moments around sports on this day, 1960, Teddy Williams hit his 500th career home run. He would finish with 521. And I'm not really going to going to go into Ted Williams because I need to do a Ted Williams episode. Um, there's just so much to say and talk about. Um, even just his nicknames, I could probably grab a whole episode, but on this day in 1960, so 61 years ago, Teddy Williams hit his 500th career homer of his Hall of Fame career. This day in 1997, the NHL announced that the Nashville Predators, Nashville would be getting a team in the following year in 1998, that Atlanta would be getting a team in 99, and that in 2000, for the third straight year, the NHL would be adding a team, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, really cool. And those are some pretty, uh, looking back, like fast forwarding to see what those organizations have done. It's kind of like, if you look back to what Vegas has done in four years, they've already done more than the national predators 
just the one cup appearance against the Penguins in 2017 that they lost. The Atlanta Thrashers are gone after only 12 or 13 seasons, and Columbus has never even sniffed the third round of the playoffs. So these three franchises have been slaving away for 24 seasons now, 23 seasons, whatever, just to make one cup appearance and lose. Lost Vegas Golden Knights are already in their three out of four years. They've been to the third round of the playoffs. Their first year, they lost in the Stanley Cup in five games. But they're knocking on the door this year. They're they're down to Montreal as it stands, two games to one. But the series is hardly over. Still a lot of hockey to play. And we've got Seattle adding a team this summer and even more so than my excitement for who, you know, my, my, my excitement for every June slash July, who's going to win the cup. I'm very excited to see what Seattle will do and if they can kind of replicate what Las Vegas did. I know me and everyone else said, Oh, Vegas is going to suck. And now look how great they've been. Again, I find myself saying like, wow, Seattle is probably just going to suck. Why? You know, if they can grab a, a decent player from every team, then yes, they don't have a Matthews or a McDavid or someone in that caliber, but the whole bottom half of their team is also going to be better than every other team's third and fourth line in theory, not every team, but you, you find yourself with a roster of good players, no one great, but no one bad. If they can pick, if they can pick well and draft well, also, it depends on what goalie they land. But anyways, it's very exciting to see if, you know, the NHL, I'm assuming, is going to put a hold on adding new teams as they round that, round it out at 32. But, you know, looking back, a lot of the expansion teams have taken a very long time to be productive. And other than Las Vegas, who have been an anomaly, uh, but in this day, in 1997, there was a lot of excitement. The NHL, we're going to be adding three new teams. It's going to be great. We're going to bring so much more, more big time cities. You know, Nashville, Atlanta, big big cities in the country. Columbus, not so much, but still, like, bring an NHL franchise to these big time cities. It's going to be great. I'm sure it has been great for for Nashville and Columbus in a sense of, you know, they have great fans. And their organizations are, you know, it's not like Atlanta, who it seems it seems like they never really were even making any progress or trying. But Nashville and Columbus are in the discussion year to year, whether they make the playoffs or not, whether they're good or they stink. They're they make themselves in the discussion, and they've they've really, you know, twenty years later, they they are. They are they're legit franchises that are still making a push to try to get their first Stanley Cup. And, you know, recently there have been a lot of first-timers. Tampa Bay, no, but the year before that, St. Louis, first cup. The year before that, Washington, first cup. Vegas in their first year in appearance. There's It's almost kind of cyclical. We're like, as I've actually said in other uh, episodes, we're like, even, you know, the Chiefs won for the first time in 50 years. The Eagles won their first ever very recently. The Cubs got off the schneid. Uh, in the past 10 years, there's really been like teams finally making it, getting that first championship in forever or or their first overall. Um, not 
that I see Columbus or Nashville anywhere close, but Vegas could do it, and it makes me wonder how Seattle is going to fare. Um, but yeah, that was uh, another big moment for the NHL on this day, 27 years, uh, 24 years ago. Backtracking a little bit more, we have a big NBA trade. Charles Barkley traded from the Philadelphia 76ers to the Phoenix Suns. Um, The following season, his first year with Phoenix, Barkley actually won the MVP. And the Suns set a franchise record, which has since been tied with 62 wins. They went 62 and 20, I believe. Um, They went all the way to the finals and they lost to Michael Jordan. They have not since been back to the finals. They've only made it twice, the Phoenix Suns. I think they made it in the 70s once. Now, led by Chris Paul, they look primed to actually make another trip and have another crack at their first ever championship. They will have to pass through the LA Clippers. And as it stands, it actually seems like Kawhi Leonard and Chris Paul status for for game one. They might not even play. One of them is on COVID protocol, and the other is hurt. Kawhi's hurt. It's like it's been a very injury-plagued playoffs as it is. LeBron and Anthony Davis were injured. Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Kevin Durant, Joel Embiid, all these superstars dealing with injuries in the same playoffs. It's been kind of nuts, but that's what it looks like it's going to take someone to, to overcome the injuries to make a run at this NBA championship. But anyway... Charles Barkley, the former MVP, the present-day personality who I love Charles Barkley. I love his banter with Shaq. I love his stance on kind of how he he just – he's very vocal about how he can't stand cancel culture, and they've taken the fun out of people just being able to just talk. And it's obviously – even in times where it's obviously not ill-intended, if someone makes one wrong word – that they speak or they write, they're canceled and they're horrible and, and get rid of them. And it's, and, and I really, I, I like Chuck. He's a fun guy to, to listen to. And if I had been older, I'm sure he would have been a fun person to watch, especially during the Michael Jordan years. But, um, the sons, obviously they ran into Michael Jordan, didn't win 1992, 93, and they they were a really great team with Barkley, especially those first two or three years. They ended up running into the Houston Rockets, who went, went on to win the NBA championship the two years that Michael was in pursuing playing baseball. Houston seized the opportunity, won both championships. Phoenix ran into Houston in the playoffs. They were actually had a two-game advantage in both series. The first year up two nothing, and the second year three one. And both times they lost in seven games. And um, Charles Barkley even said after the fact that those two losses were even more heartbreaking than losing to Michael in the championship. Um, and Charles Barkley never won a championship, but he he definitely had an MVP. Uh, career, a Hall of Fame career, and on the on this day, twenty nine years ago, Philly traded him. I I didn't do my homework well enough. I guess I didn't look at what the trade was. I do believe it wasn't. It ended up being a super 
steal of a trade for the Suns, and Philly didn't get much back. And the Sixers actually would go on to miss the playoffs for the six seasons after they traded him, so it clearly didn't work out for the Sixers. But speaking of the Sixers, they've got a big Game 7 tonight. I'm excited to see if they can get past the hump. They haven't been to the third round of the playoffs since Allen Iverson, and now that I'm living here and I don't really have any previous affiliation to to my own basketball team, um, I, I kind of find myself rooting for the Sixers, but also like, how funny would it be if they if they crash and burn and I could laugh at the Philly fans? So I don't really know where I stand with all that. But in, let's just say I'm rooting for the Sixers. Okay, another big couple big moments on this day, June seventeenth, twenty oh eight, the Celtics beat the Lakers. That would be Kevin Garnett's only title. And the thing about that Celtics team is most people call them the first super team. Now, obviously, there have been super amazing, awesome teams that have won championship nearly every year. The team that wins is really a solid team. The The Spurs all those years were amazing. The Lakers with Shaq and Kobe, Michael's team. This isn't the first great team that I'm saying. I'm saying this was really the first time where we saw a specific year where obviously Paul Pierce was in Boston, then they get Ray Allen, they get Kevin Garnett. They join together from th- – three different teams to be like, we are going to stack this team and we're going to go on a run and win it. And they actually did. So, and then following that, we saw Miami do it. We've seen Golden State. We've seen, um, I'm blanking, but uh, the the net, the current day Nets right now with Harden, Durant, and Irving. And I look back to that Celtics team of 2008, and to me, that was like the first time where the concept of like, hey, let's just all blitz one team and and get it done. And they actually did. Um, Fast forward two years later, Lakers would get their revenge on the Celtics and beat them in the championship, and that would be Kobe's fifth and final NBA title. Now a couple of birthdays for the day. First one is Mike Milbury. Not a big fan of his. He was the former Boston Bruins coach, and he hates the Penguins. The Penguins hate him. He never gives them enough credit when they beat Boston or when they beat anyone for for anything. He's always trashing on Crosby and the Penguins, and for that, I hate you, Mike Milbury. Uh, happy birthday today, Venus Williams. I never remember which one is Serena and which one is Venus, but I know she's a superstar. So happy birthday, and happy birthday to Kyle Bowler. The last quarterback I can remember from before the Joe Flacco era for the Ravens. Um, I know the Steelers used to own him, but that's not saying much because he wasn't a star quarterback. That brings us to the final moment of the day. Flashback to 1994, the same day that OJ's car chase went down in New York City. They were having the Stanley Cup parade, the last Stanley Cup parade that New York has seen. 27 years strong now that the Rangers have not been able to win another cup. And as the Rangers are an original six team, they are sitting at the lowest amount of cups won in that time span. They've won in 1927-28 season, the 32-33 season and the 39-40 season. Then they had a 54-year drought, 
And now we're already followed by another 27-year drought. So they've only won one cup in the last 81 years. So even though we all laugh at Toronto, they haven't won since 67. The Flyers haven't won since 75. Vancouver's never won. For the Rangers to only have one cup in the last 81 years, to me, that takes the cake. They don't even have a captain right now. And they keep on they just fired their their head coach and they brought in Gerard Gallant and just they keep on seeming to like have they had all these years with Henrik Lundqvist and great teams and they just kept on having heartbreak after heartbreak and like what is going on like it's got to be some sort of curse because in 1994 on that day they had Mark Messier, Brian Leach, Mike Richter, Adam Graves. They were down 3-2 in the series. They won game 6. Mark Messier had guaranteed that they were going to win the cup, and then they do so much to celebrate. And then what, 27 years of nothing? Like, they've made one cup appearance in 2014 with Hank. They lost in five to the Kings. And and then and that's it. What's going on? So 27 years ago today, I'm sure New York felt like, finally, we're going to do it. The curse is over. The 54-year drought is gone. We've got a great roster, a great organization, and I hope they enjoyed that parade because, frankly, they're not really showing signs of, of doing it all again. I know they've got, you know, Panarin, Zibby. They've got some good young goaltending, Adam Fox, who might win the Norris Trophy. They've got all these pieces, but, like, they've had all these pieces. What is going on? I'll leave it at that. Thank you so much for tuning back in. It's been a minute. Um. We'll, we'll be putting this out. It's coming Friday, which I guess would be the uh, June 25th. Uh, I'm hoping every Friday moving forward, we will be putting out new episodes. Um, I'll post a little bit on Instagram and Facebook to keep you guys in the know of when it's coming out or a little more background information and whatnot. Thank you so much for listening. It's been a while. I appreciate your patience and I appreciate you making it to the end. Um, I haven't done you guys justice. I've, I've seen, I see from my stats, I've got about 20 to 25 people who listen every episode and I appreciate that. I will try to be a little more consistent. Um, and until next time, thank you. Uh, all right. Obviously you can follow the show, um, on Instagram at IET podcast or on Facebook, facebook.com slash IET podcast. And thank you. We'll be back next time. I appreciate you.